a crowd like this. It's good. It feels good. Community. This is important, right? Hey, we're going to jump into the word this morning. I'm excited for what God wants to share with us. Before we do, let's pray and let's ask the Lord to reveal his word to us. Amen. God, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for the truth. We thank you that your word never fails. Your word never changes, God. Lord, may we open our hearts, our ears this morning. May we hear what you have to say. May it be captured in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, we've been on the series called The Fight for Our Nation. And last week, Pastor Jordan talked about our light. Let there be light, right? He talked about the importance of our light. Today, I'm going to be talking about shining our light. So if you're taking notes, that's the title, Shine Your Light. If you're not taking notes, I encourage you to take notes. <laughs> We're going to be in Isaiah 60 today. So if you have your Bibles, you can open that up, Isaiah 60. It's going to be verse 1 through 3. We're going to really focus on this passage today. It says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. Does that relate? Hello. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. How many of you guys grew up where you like to sleep in in the morning? Let's not lie. Come on, raise your hand. How many of you guys like, I mean, even now, probably, like if I had a choice. And how many of your parents came in and they would just rip open the blinds and says, rise and shine? How many of you guys, rise and shine, sleepyheads? I don't know if your parents were that nice. My parents would be like, get up. <laughs> Rise and shine, right? You know, that's what the Lord is saying here. Some of us, we want to sleep. Some of us, we want to get back into the comfiness of our blankets, or what Jace, my son, would say, my blankie. It's really warm. It's dark. It seems like it's more comfortable there. But God is saying, no, 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 it's time to arise and shine. It's time to wake up. Don't turn over. Don't cover yourself with that blanket. Don't hit the snooze button. It's time to wake up. It's time to get up. It's time to arise and shine, right? And so God is calling us to welcome in that light. I know that light's a little blinding in the mornings. It might even seem a little intrusive. It might seem like it exposes but God say, no, 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 welcome in that light. Welcome in that light, because it's time to get up. We know that in Rock Conference back in February, I went with the pastors, and Pastor Jerry taught about this passage. And what a prophetic message it was back then. We didn't know it then. We knew that there was something coming. We knew that there was darkness coming, right? But it isn't until we look back in hindsight's 2020 and you realize, oh man. There's been darkness in the earth. And not only that deep darkness upon the people. So not only has COVID-19 just hit the entire world, not just our nation, the entire world, but deep darkness upon the people. You talk about depression, anxiety. You talk about loss of jobs. You talk about people starving to death. The whole world, darkness and deep darkness. So when we look back, we, we can see it, but at that time, we had no clue how it was going to unravel upon us. You know why? It's so crucial 
for us to hear a word from the Lord daily. Man, we talk about here at The Rock, man, read your Bibles every day. Read your Bibles every day. And it might seem like a chore because that's how it comes across. But what we're saying is read your Bibles every day so that you can know what's coming. So that you can have a fresh revelation on the daily. You know seasons change like that? I mean, like we live in Michigan. This is normal. Like yesterday, it was 60. Tomorrow, it could be snowing. I mean, we, we understand seasons change like that right? One day it could be one way, the next day it could be a different thing. Our past seasons, prophecies, and words cannot sustain us in the new season. We have to be in the word on the daily. We have to know what God is saying and how to prepare. And so when we look back, we realize, man, God's been preparing us. When God said deep darkness is coming onto the earth and around, its, around the people, God was preparing us from the beginning and saying, get ready. Get ready, it's time to wake up. It's time to rise up. It's time to shine the light. There was a pastor who was doing an interview and he asked another pastor, he said, do you think that, that COVID is an interruption or a disruption? An interruption would be like when you're having a conversation with someone and a little kid comes and interrupts you, right? And then when the kid goes away, you finish your conversation. Things back to normal, right? You just pick up where you left off. A disruption would be when the internet was invented and things were never the same again. Was, is COVID-19 an interruption or a disruption? Might be a little bit of both, but I believe it's a disruption. It's a disruption. And this is my hope. This is my prayer that we won't miss the disruption that we won't turn around and bury our heads and just pray it away, that we would be awake, that we would understand enough that this is never going to be the same again. And God, what are you doing and how can I be a part, right? You remember in Acts 1-8, the disciples were told they're gonna be witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the rest of the world, right? But they stayed in Jerusalem for a while. I mean, they went and they preached the gospel in Jerusalem. Like, yep, Jerusalem, right? That's the first thing. They stayed there. And it wasn't until persecution came, the disruption of persecution, that they were sent out. Listen, Acts 8.1. You guys don't have this. It's okay. Acts 8.1. At that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of what? Judea and Samaria. A couple verses later, it says, Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Preaching the word. We can either despise what's happening right now in our area, in our community, in our city, in our world, or we can say, God, you prepared me for this. This is the disruption that we need to launch forward, we need to arise and shine. This is what you've prepared me for, that we are here for such a time as this, right? We've heard that phrase before, but truly when you look around, we are alive right now in the midst of a disruption where life will never be the same again. And God is saying, what have I called you to? What am I calling you to do? Arise, shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you for behold the darkness shall cover the earth deep darkness the people 
but the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. In the midst of darkness, in the midst of chaos and confusion, God's doing something right alongside that, right alongside that he's piercing through. He's going through that darkness, right? He's calling us to go right through. So when the world is confused, we won't be confused, right? When the world is in chaos, we'll be on stable, steady ground, right? When the world is caught up in the rhetoric of fear, we're not going to be afraid. When the world is looking at, at death and anticipating death, we're here to say we're going to bring life, right? When the world is bracing themselves for tragedies, we are gearing up for miracles, amen? Man, that's what God has called us to do, to arise and shine. So God's prepared us. He says, don't get caught up in the darkness. Instead, focus on the light. You know, when Isaiah tells Jerusalem this prophecy in Isaiah, the Israelites, the Jewish people were, were a broken down nation. They were in exile by the Babylonians. And that's when Isaiah said, people of God arise and shine. It's when this nation, they, all they could do was, was take a breath and try and survive. And Isaiah is telling them, oh, no, 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 you were more, made more than just to survive. You were made to give glory to God and rise up and shine. And that's what he's telling us today. If you feel broken and beaten down, you're in good company. Right? Because this passage is talking to you. It's not when we're on the mountaintop and we feel all good about ourselves. It's actually when we're beaten down and God says, exactly, now depend on me. I am your strength. May my light arise over you. May my glory arise over you and for us to stand up, right? When you look at yourself, I don't know, I don't know if this happens to you, but when I look at myself, you dig deep down and you're like, ooh, there's some nasty stuff in there. You kind of get discouraged. Like, oh, it's that, is that still in there? You guys know what I'm talking about? I'm the only one. You guys are all perfect. Okay, I just want to make sure. <laughs> I just want to make sure. But sometimes I look at myself and I'm like, Lord, I'm not enough. You know what God says? He's like, that's exactly it. You're not enough because I'm enough for you. It's not, it's not looking at yourself and saying, man, I got to muster up the light. When he commands us to arise and shine, he's not asking something of you. He's saying, I'm offering light to you. Now go. Now go. And so for us to stand back and say, Lord, it's not in my own strength. It is actually in my weakness. God, you made me strong. Man, Lord, may your light shine in me and may it go outwards. He's offering something to us today. Take it. Take it. I read somewhere recently, it's like David and Goliath. When Goliath is all big and strong, huffing and puffing, right, trying to instill fear. You know what David was doing? He was looking around, trying to find the stones for action. What are we doing? Are we listening to the things of the world? Or are we looking around saying, where are my stones for action? Where, where are my pieces to fight? Right? How am I preparing for battle? That's the position God wants us to be in. So when we say arise, this is the Hebrew word kum. Listen to this. This is what it means. This is so powerful. It means to stand up. It means to become powerful. 
It means to shift your position. See, if you were laying down, if you found yourself cowering, if you found yourself trying to hide, God say, no, no, shift your position. Stop laying down. Stop hiding, but stand up. Get up. Stand up from that place of defeat. Fulfill and confirm what God has been speaking to us. Arise and shine. You know, when you shine, you don't just, you don't just shine and just stay where you are. When you arise and shine, there's a movement to that word. There's a going forth to that word, right? We don't just stand around and be like, all right, here I am. You know, God's saying like, arise, move, launch forward, shine forth is really what he's saying. Shine forth. And so it's time to rise, it's time to shine. What are some ways that we can do that? What are some ways? Number one, pray. Pray. That should always be our first, right? We should always pray first. You know what prayer does? Prayer realigns ourselves with God. You know, sometimes we can, we can know God and we can get into his word and we can, man, understand all these things. And, and our hearts are still not exactly aligned with the will of God. You know, sometimes prayer, prayer is going to change circumstances around you. But you know what prayer does first? Prayer changes us first. Prayer readjusts us first. Prayer gets us into the right position first. And then as we pray, we pray the will of God. And then when the words come out of our mouth, man, God goes forth, right? And accomplishes his word. So number one, we pray. What do we pray for? We pray that destruction, destructive works of darkness will be exposed. You know, when there is light, when we arise and shine, you know what happens? More and more darkness gets exposed. As the people of God rise up all over, more and more of truth, more and more of righteousness, more and more of the, of the hiding gets exposed, right? So when we pray, we're saying, Lord, may all the destructive works of, of darkness get exposed. May your truth shine forth. May your light shine forth. We cannot hide things that are wicked. Eventually, they'll be brought to light. Isn't that true? And so we're not talking about humiliating people, exposing people. We're talking about the darkness, the works of darkness. So when we're talking about fighting for our nation, we should be praying exactly this. We should be praying that the works of darkness on our nation be exposed, right? The works of wickedness shall be exposed. The things that are trying to be hidden, may they come to light. May we live in freedom. May we live in that place where we have nothing to hide. May our nation live in that place where we have nothing to hide. So we pray that darkness is exposed, that light comes in, that truth comes out. See, whether or not you believe that that there has been or has not been voter fraud, or whether or not you believe that the last few Supreme Court seats were ethically or unethically filled, regardless of what side you're on, what we want as people of God is that the truth comes out. You know the tendency? The tendency is whatever leans our way, 
we kind of want to just hide it. Like, oh, oh, that's leaning our way. Oh, good. Okay, let's just, let's just keep, move on. But whatever, whenever it's not our way, we're like, no, let's, let's expose that thing. Let's see what's really under there, right? I mean, that's the human tendency. And what we should pray as people of God is not to unite under a political party as Pastor Jordan, if he hasn't said it enough, right? That we shouldn't be loyal to the party. We should be loyal to what? God's righteousness, what God's truth, God's light. And what we should be praying for on our hands and knees is God, may your truth come to light. May the darkness be exposed across the board, across the board. Someone once said that when America sneezes, the world catches a cold. You know, when we pray for our nation, we're not just praying for you and me. We're not just praying for you and me. When we pray for the unity of our nation, when we pray for God's truth to rise up and for his light to shine, we're not just praying for you and me, for us to have a comfortable life. We're praying for the rest of the world. So, Lord, we pray your light shine. May darkness be exposed. May things be uncovered. May your truth reign. Amen. The second thing we can pray for is the salvation of our nation. The salvation of our nation. Ephesians 1.16 says this, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, his holy people, who are his rich and glorious inheritance. Political conversation aside, our nation needs Jesus. Our nation needs Jesus. And no leader, no president is going to bring salvation to our nation. It's not up to them. You can look at China, a country where preaching the gospel is illegal. The city that Scott and I lived, actually, when we were there five years ago in Chengdu. We were there. We went to churches. We met with people. And over the last few years, we've heard more and more stories out of that city of pastors being ripped out of their homes and thrown in jail. That city. And you think that it's up to China's president to bring salvation to that country? It's not. God has a plan. It's one of the fastest growing churches in all of the world, right there in China. Isn't that good? God can bring salvation in any way. Our number one priority as people of God is not to hold on to the comforts of Christianity. It's not to say, let me see what way so that we can have our freedom. No, our number one priority is the salvation of those that are around us. God, whatever it takes should be our prayer. God, whatever it takes to shake people up and get them to know you and into the kingdom of heaven, that should be our prayer. Lord, our priority is the salvation of those that are around us. When the Israelites were being oppressed by the Roman Empire, God didn't remove the political infrastructure. What did he do? He sent another way. He sent another way. God's looking at us and saying, you're the other way. <laughs> right? He's looking at each of us and saying, you shine your light. You are the other way. You come in. You bypass the infrastructure. And you bring the light 
into this place. God's priority is his plan of salvation for people. The second thing we can do, so we can pray for these things, and then we can shine forth. Shine forth. None of us are the total light of the body of Christ in the world. None of us hold all of the light by ourselves. No, we are part of a body. Each of us playing a part. Ephesians 5.8 says, Once you lived in dark, but now the Lord has filled you with light. Live as children who have light. Live as children who have light. Do you remember when you first came to know the Lord? Man, I was just standing there worshiping, thinking about that. Lord, I remember when I was so broken. I was so dark. I was living this, this purposeless life, meaningless life, wandering, trying to do the best I can, going to school, getting a job for what? I don't know, money. And then they say, hey, you eat, you sleep, you live, you work, and then you die, and that's life. And that was all there was to it. And that sounds really depressing. And that might not be everyone, but I'm telling you that was me. I woke up every day thinking to myself, well, I don't know. I'm just, I'm going to school. I'm doing what I know. No purpose. No direction. Not knowing if this is creative for something wasn't even a thought that was in my mind. No. We were just random things put together. And then back to the earth we go. I mean... That was what I believed. And then good luck. Let's just do the best that we can. That was the hope that I have, was the best that we can do. That's depressing. That is depressing. I live with a broken family, hopelessness, depression. And then I remember. I remember like, like it really was you're blind and all of a sudden... You can see. Living your whole life in the dark. Like there's nothing out there. And all of a sudden, light. And all of a sudden, clarity. And all of a sudden, oh, I get it. This life makes sense. I have purpose. I have, I'm here for a reason. You're here for a reason. You're here for a reason. There is something that God has purposely put in us. I'm not just a bunch of random stuff put together. Man, I remember. I remember giving my life to the Lord. And then everything changed. Everything changed. If you think back on that, you think back on what God has saved you from, and you think back on the life that maybe you could have had, thank God I'm not living that life. And then I think about all the people that are around me who are still living that life. See, our salvation is not just for ourself, right? You don't find the key to life and keep it, right? You don't find the best secret kept ever, and just keep it to yourself when it can bring life to others. And this is why God's saying, now that you are children of light, live, arise, and shine forth. First Peter 2, 9 to 10 says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, 
that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. We once were a lost people. We didn't belong anywhere. And God is saying, you belong to me. You belong to me. I believe that that the moment we stop giving praise to the Lord, giving testimony to what he's done, is the moment that we've forgotten what he's done for us. And if we would just take a breath, take a pause in our busy lives sometimes, and just think, oh, that was my life back then. That's what it used to be like. And now I have this amazing life that you have prepared for me. Thank you, God. How can I keep that in my mouth? How can I not share the goodness of God with people? How can I not share the hope of that with somebody? I remember one time I was in Florida. We were a bunch of young adults down there doing a missions trip. And I remember going to the library and this young man was on his bike and I felt compelled to go talk to him. And I remember the Lord told me, talk to him about his family. Just tell him his, his family is going to get restored. So I told, I, I, man, thank you, Lord, for boldness because I was not bold. But I came up and I was like, hey. And it's awkward sometimes, right? Like, I got, I got a word for you from the Lord. You know, it's not about perfection. It's not about always trying to say the right thing. It's about your genuine heart for somebody. So I go up to him and I say, hey, I know this is weird. God wants you to know your family is going to be restored. He wants to restore your family. And then I started telling him about my own story, about how my family got restored, about what, what me and my mom went through. And this is what he said. He goes, God would want to do that for me? See, when we hold back the things that God has done for our lives, we hold back what could be someone else's freedom, someone else's hope, And so God's saying, arise and shine. Now is the time when the world is dark for us to give praise, to shine forth, to give testimony to what he has done. I recently saw a video of a woman. She was FaceTiming her mom, weeping. Some of you guys may have seen this kind of went viral. She was weeping. And she said this, mom, I can see. I can see. And you hear her mom saying, what? She's like, yeah, I went to church today. They prayed for me, and I started crying. And you know my tear ducts have been plugged up. And she's like, I, and she's just weeping. And her mom, you can tell, she's like, what, what are you saying? She's like, I can see. And then they prayed for me again. And then I was able to see without any color. And then they prayed for me again. And mom, I can see. And this was her mom's response. Out of both eyes? <laughs> Disbelief disbelief but let me tell you this woman was standing out there weeping on the phone she did not care who saw her who was listening she was so thankful of what God has done man if we can get to that place where we're so thankful sometimes of what God has done and we can't help but come out of our mouth and say to one person say to another person look at what God has done and he wants to do it for you too he wants to do it for you too and it's not just for me but for you too God wants people around you to see the light through you. Matthew 4.12, I'm going to end with this. 
Matthew 4, 12 to 16. Now when Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he departed to Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he came and he dwelt in Capernaum, which is by the sea, in the regions of Zebulun and Naphtali, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, by the, by the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, Gentiles, people who are non-believers, those people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And upon those who sat in the region in shadow of death, light has dawned. Light has dawned. Can you imagine sitting in a room completely dark and all of a sudden light comes out? Can you imagine that? What difference that would make for people? If we would take every opportunity we can to shine the light. I recently did a wedding. That couple is in this room. Amazing couple. But we talked about the wedding for a while. And leading up to the wedding and talking to them about the ceremony and what they wanted included. This is what was always on their lips. They say, we want to give opportunity for Jesus to be presented. Our goal is that the gospel would be preached. Take every opportunity, right? Every opportunity we have to shine the light. As we enter into the Christmas season, this is the time to shine a light. This is the time where people are more open. When they begin to think about the end of one year, the beginning of next, especially as dark as the world has been, this is the time where people are asking a lot of questions. Scott and I, we have a lot of people asking us questions recently. Just questions about life. Questions about how to move forward. Questions about the Lord. Questions about what's right and wrong. Will we be available? Will we position ourselves in a place where we are going to say, I'm going to arise above everyone else and say, here I am, ask me. Here I am, ask me. There's two things that are coming up for our Christmas season. Number one, Pastor Jordan said last week, we're doing a Christmas video. You know, a lot of people are at home right now and we're encouraging them, be at home, yes, gather your family. Listen to the word of the, together, pray together. We're hoping and praying that this Christmas video is going to be a tool that'll be used in thousands of households this Christmas season, presenting the gospel, touching people's hearts, so that they would know Jesus. So when that video comes out, it's so easy. Share it. Share it. Send it to your family. Send it to your friends. Share it on social media. Get it out there. Right? Let's flood our social media, not with the negative, but with something really enlightening and positive and life-giving. Amen? And the second thing we're doing, we're doing our Christmas gift baskets. We're calling them starter kits because they're not going to be done. When you reserve them, what we're wanting is that we want to reach our neighbors. We've talked about the importance of our neighbors, right? Jesus said to love him and then what? Love your neighbors. And so what's another better way than to just our literal neighbors around us? How many of you guys know all of your neighbors around you? Don't, don't show your hand. <laughs> but, but there are people living right next to us, literally doing life. 10 feet, 20, 30 feet away from us. That God's saying, right there, shine your light. And so it's really easy to kickstart a conversation. We're not wanting to just gift them a gift and just be like, all right, awesome, Merry Christmas. No, we're wanting to start 
a conversation, start a relationship. And so you can just go to therockalamazoo.com, click on the button, read through the details. And what we're doing is we're putting together these Christmas starter kits where we're putting essentials like, like Clorox wipes and toilet paper, you know, fun things that you know everybody needs right now because you can't find it in the store, right? And then we're gonna add some other fun things like candy, popcorn, something that they can have a night in. And then you're going to reserve your basket. You're gonna take it home. You're gonna add in your stuff. If you know your neighbor a little bit and what they might like, add that in. Maybe give them a gift card, but especially write them a note. This is the important part, write them a note. Dear neighbor, if you don't know their name, here's a trick. Dear neighbor at their address, right? We know that this season has been hard. We hope that this brings a smile to your face. We can't wait to get to know you more. Love, your name, put your name so that they can tell you, call you next time, hey Bob! And then your neighbor's at your address so that they know where you live. Oh, that's my neighbor from down the street. Really simple, really easy, right? Right? And then you go and you gift to them and then they're gonna look at it, it's gonna warm their heart and the next time you see them, hey, so-and-so. And then this is the start of a conversation. If you don't want to gift a gift basket, that's fine, even though it's a really good idea. Go shovel their driveway, right? Go do something, connect with them. It might be awkward at first, but it's not awkward forever. It's not awkward when they come to, come to the gates of heaven one day and they said, that guy, that guy brought me here. It's not gonna be awkward then. Right? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you. We give you praise even right now as we think of all the things you've saved us from. The life that we could have lived. God, we thank you for this life. And if you don't know Jesus right now, Just mutter under your breath right now. Jesus, I give you my life. I repent for my sins. I turn from my ways. I make you Lord of my life. Thank you for dying on the cross for me, for taking my place. Holy Spirit, fill me right now. I give my life to you. And then you allow the Lord to lead you and guide you on the daily. Allow him to lead you into this new life. And we can all pray and say, Lord, we want more of your light in our life. We want more of who you are in our lives, in my life, so that we can arise and shine even more to those that are around us. God, we pray for your heart for those that are around us. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, we pray that your light continues to come. And Lord, we make ourselves available to you. We say, here I am, use me, Lord. Here I am, use me, Lord. We give you all of the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. God is so good. Man, I'm anticipating miracles this season. I'm anticipating testimonies, stories. 
when we gather on the weekly. I pray that we'll start getting testimonies in. And if you have one, email it to us. If you have something that's happening in your life, email it to us so we can share and we can praise God. Kalamazoo at solidlives.com. That's for you guys too at home. Hey, before we go, don't forget the tithe offering, welcome envelopes and cards can be dropped off on the door on your way out. But we can't wait to be with you guys again next Sunday. We're so excited. Please tune in again. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful day.